G'day, I'm Rowan Mackey, and I'm joined by my dad, clinical psychologist Chris Mackey, and this is Psych Spiels and Silver Linings. G'day, Dad. How are you going today? Good, thanks, Rowan. Good to be with you again. Good to be with you as always, and, and always good to be with you for a positive topic, which we've got today, so I'm very much looking forward to it. But, Dad, before we get too much into today's podcast, we've got a bit of a porky pie that we have to fess up to that we accidentally told at the end of last week's podcast. It was completely unintentional, but we did say that we'd be doing the next podcast on flow. And although we, we're indirectly getting into to flow as a topic, we thought before we really get into the meat and potatoes of flow, it'd be good to revisit the character strengths again because they're obviously very relevant to everything that's going on at the moment, but they're also a really good introduction to flow in some ways and also a really good practical way, I think, of looking at flow as well. Yes, it's very timely to revisit our character strengths for a couple of main reasons. And one is when we talk about the topic of flow which is being really immersed and engaged in what we're doing, getting the best out of ourselves, being able to act with a sense of purpose. It really helps us to do that if we're aware of what our top character strengths are. This was a theme going right back to the very start of this podcast when it was called Lockdown, Character Strengths and Silver Linings. We talked about ways that people could identify and act on their character strengths to deal with the challenges of lockdown. Well, now we're at a more advanced stage of the pandemic, but there's still challenges in terms of the ongoing uncertainty. With so much Omicron having been around, it's disrupted people's lives and businesses in different kind of ways. There's uncertainty ahead about new variants. We might be gradually transitioning over time from a more a pandemic situation to an endemic situation of flu-like illnesses, but there's quite some time for that to play out. But at this point of uncertainty we thought, why not go back to review our character strengths to look at how we can deal with the current and next phase of this challenge from the pandemic? Well, I think it's such a good context to look at things in because we've spoken about it on the podcast. I think there's a real narrative at the moment that, you know, we've been through a lot in the last two years. And that's absolutely true. It's not to disagree with that at all. But I think that can potentially lead us towards maybe thinking about the negatives of things, maybe thinking about things that we've missed out on, thinking of areas that we may have a bit of a deficit in or that we're struggling in in a way. But what the character strengths do is bring us back to the positive side of things. It lets us know that hey, yeah, there's, there's some negative stuff that's going on, but throughout that, there are some, whether it be positive characteristics in each of us and, and those around us as well, that we've been able to retain through all of that. And so that's where we've called today's episode, Revisiting Our Strengths. And before we get too much further, Dad, there, there may be some people out there who, who are newer listeners to the podcast, and first of all, welcome. It's great to have you on board. But for those who didn't listen to those earlier episodes of the podcast, what are the character strengths from a really, I suppose, broad perspective, first of all? Okay, and, and just as I describe some of them too, I'll say that we're starting off this podcast with a call to action that we'll finish up with a call to action as well. We're inviting people to complete the Character Strengths Questionnaire, which is an objective way of helping identify your top character strengths. So your character strengths relate to 24 different virtues, recognised as tried and true virtues by every culture across time. It can be things like kindness and capacity to love, it could be courage, it can be persistence, it can be the use of humour, it can be zest. 
So these are different kinds of characteristics that would be recognised by all people as being worthwhile. And one of the most useful positive psychology exercises is through doing a questionnaire. It might take 45 minutes to do the longer one, which we think is really worthwhile and we'll recommend. 15 minutes to do a shorter one, which is certainly an objective way of gauging your strengths, but we'd encourage going for the 45-minute one, which we'll have on the podcast webpage. But the idea is if we can more objectively get an idea of what our top strengths are, they can become our go-to strengths at a time of challenge, but also we're more likely to be motivated and engaged if we're using them. For example, if your top strength is humour, then looking to deliberately and mindfully bring your sense of humour into your work, in your social life, but also sometimes to deal with challenging situations, just that reminder can help, or even being affirmed in realising that's a good thing. Sure, we can sometimes overdo some of our top strengths, including humour, but we're particularly looking at draw on the positives with these things because when we talk about flow in the next podcast in quite some detail, a lot of it is about where we focus our attention, what we put our energy on. If we put our energy into things which naturally draw on our top strengths, like just say if your top strength is love of knowledge, then if you're studying, rather than that being a demand, it can actually feed you. When we act on our top strengths, we get energy from that rather than just being drained of energy. Now, if we can take that into account, so kindness, if you have a top strength in that, if you're performing kind acts for other people, then rather than just, say, making sacrifices for other people, you're actually benefiting greatly yourself because you're acting on some of the best in yourself and that's energising, it feeds you, it motivates you. So that's why we have this call to action. If people have already filled out their strengths, say a couple of years ago when we started this podcast or any time since or before then, if people haven't filled out that questionnaire again, really worthwhile to go back to that and to review it, to revisit our strengths because if the same ones tend to come up high, even at this stage, say a couple of years down the track, we could be extra affirmed in those top strengths and be reminded even further to look to mindfully and actively draw them into our activities, act on them purposefully. And I think from my perspective anyway, that's where there is some real benefit to doing the longer one in some ways because, you know, we were having a bit of a chat before, Dad. I mainly got time to do the shorter one this week and I must admit I was a little bit miffed with some of it because I actually thought it doesn't necessarily uh, fully relate to me in some ways. So that's where I think the the sense of calibration that you get from the longer one does, I suppose, offer a little bit more. And and where some of the real benefit, I think, as well comes from doing that test, you say about energy, and that's absolutely so true. But I think one of the, the real things that I get from it anyway is it gives you a, a bit of a roadmap to how you can problem solve through situations. And I've been trying to think of who exactly said this, and I think it was Dylan Alcott. I hate to falsely attribute, but I haven't been able to find exactly where he said this. But it was just this is just an example of someone, for example, using I think their character strengths to problem solve through a situation. And and to me, I heard it, and I just thought that is such a, a brilliant use of the character strengths. And it was someone talking about being in a wheelchair, and someone had said to them you know, you, you must hate being in a wheelchair. You must hate your wheelchair in terms of it limits you from doing so many things that you must wish that you were able to do if you could walk and all this sort of stuff. And, and they said, 
you know what, I actually love my wheelchair because if it wasn't for my wheelchair, I'd be bedridden. I wouldn't be able to go out with my friends. I wouldn't be able to have the independence that I do. And yeah, there's some, you know, some small restrictions in a way, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm able to find a way to get around things by using my wheelchair. And, and to me, that's just such a application of, whether it be things like perspective, of gratitude, even of, of hope in some ways, and in some ways appreciation of beauty, of, of a piece of engineering sort of thing. So, so it's just a way that I think, you know, I look at that and I look at that attitude and it's just someone who was able to turn a negative into such a positive and they did it really through through what seems to me a, a quite obvious use of what must be some of their top or at least higher strengths. Yes, now you've reminded me of the outgoing Australian of the Year too, Grace Tame. So Dylan Alcott deservedly being the Australian of the Year for 2022, but Grace Tame was last year's Australian of the Year and there's no doubting that one of her top strengths would be courage. So someone who spoke up for victims of abuse and again, something which is almost different from what you'd expect from the trend. Like you said, Dylan Alcott making aspects related to his disability a plus. Well, what Grace Tame did is rather than being meek or silent or shamed into silence because the abuse that she experienced, she became an advocate for other people who'd experienced abuse and spoke up so eloquently and influentially and... No doubt that's something which takes courage. Sometimes people might have thought that she could have been a bit abrasive in the way that she expressed that. But as many said, if someone wasn't prepared to stand up and be counted, at times to the point of ruffling feathers, they might have way less impact. So that's where, again, Grace Tame's courage would have added to her effectiveness overall. Absolutely. And I think that's actually a really important point that you bring up in terms of, of looking at others through their character strengths. Like, yeah, as you say, Grace Tame is someone who exuded strength of character in many ways, I think. But I think it's an interesting exercise to go through, whether it be at this stage of the pandemic with family members and friends who you can look at, at maybe what their top character strengths are and maybe ways that they've applied their character strengths throughout the pandemic. And I think it can give a whole extra appreciation to some people that, that we have relationships and we may already you know care deeply for in a certain way. But I think if we do almost pull things back to this kind of tangible exercise of well, what are their character strengths? How do they apply those? What are maybe some ways that, that say, they would be able to do things that in a way that isn't my strength? And, and how can we kind of feed off each other and, and, and kind of grow together in a way and sort of, you know, the, the sum of the parts is greater than the whole in that sense. And, and so that's where I think using the character strengths to apply to other people even if you, you may not like them sort of thing. You know, I think of Nick Kyrgios, who's ruffled some feathers in the tennis industry. Well, you can't argue that he's got, you know, zest and, and humour and, you know, even bravery as well to kind of thumb the establishment in some ways. But I think it, it's, it is just a great way to, to look at other people and appreciate some of the goodness in other people. Yes, one of the exercises to help sensitise us to character strengths, and I'm sure on the webpage we'll have a list of the 24 character strengths that people can refer to as well, so it's an easy list to refer to. But one of the common exercises for sensitising us to character strengths is to, say, look at your favourite movies and think, what were the character strengths of the main actors? Or it could be in a novel. What are the character strengths of the protagonists in the novel? But like you're suggesting... Seeing the people around us, and I would think particularly 
our families, if we've lived with our family members or friends or people that we've had a lot of contact with over the last year and a half through the pandemic, just the people we've had most contact with, think of what kind of character strengths they've shown over the last year and a half. Maybe character strengths that they've always had, always shown, but how did they display those same character strengths of courage or persistence or leadership or kindness or capacity to love or zest or prudence and caution, a whole range of different ones. How have they shown that through the time of the pandemic? Because, again, it's one of those situations that when we're called on to bring out the best in us, we're going to tend to go to our character strengths. But if we can do that mindfully, aware of what they are, it's an advantage. And it's often been found that it might only be about one third of people who initially have a good, clear idea of what their character strengths are. Most people, after they've completed the exercise, and especially the long questionnaire that we've referred to, which tends to be even more reliable, then when people can own those top strengths and recognise them and relate to them, that can actually bolster them and affirm them further. And I think one of the really important things to note there is, you know, it reminds me of that principle that we've spoken about in, in terms of, you know, it really makes a difference what we pay attention to. If we look at the negative in a situation, then it, it'll just create more negativity. Whereas we, if we look at the positive side of a situation, then it's likely to create more positivity. And I think that's one of the things about doing the character strengths test in terms of actually going through the exercise is you can't help but to kind of contextualise things in that way for a little while after doing the test whether it be you know noticing just extra things of people displaying their strengths in a way or and even just having a bit more of a sense of who you are in yourself and and recognizing that and having that a little bit validated it's one of those things where, where you can't really help but pay attention to the positive side of things because it's such an inherently positive exercise in terms of you know you're going through looking at that you know there's no negative strengths and even if your strengths are, are coming up a little bit lower there's still ways that we can improve on them and and it's likely that we still do have some I suppose strength or ability in those areas so it's not you know the be all and end all if they fall a little bit lower but it is something that looking at even the list and just reading the names and recognizing you know the value in in the 24 character strengths themselves it is just such a positive frame I think, with which to look at things. Yes, you're highlighting two of the core principles of flow there. People who experience more flow, there tend to be two main things going on. One is that people have developed further discipline in where they turn their attention. And just like you're saying, if people turn their attention to the positive, and especially what's most positive in us, then that's going to help. And the second thing is developing greater complexity. That basically means growing as a person. As we grow as people, we become more complex. We develop the different sides of ourselves further. And that's a key feature of people who experience a lot of flow. So, yes, that very much is relevant to that flow topic. And again, flow is, you know, we can say it now, flow is definitely something that we'll be doing on the next podcast. But it really is something that we would encourage, isn't it, Dad, that people go through the questionnaire themselves. And there are two versions of the questionnaire. There's a 15-minute one and a 45-minute one. Uh, and we'll, we'll put up both of the links on the, on the podcast page for today, which you can access at psychspeels.com 
www.thepodcast.com.au. But Dad, just, just very briefly, we spoke about it a little bit before. What are some of your reasons why you'd encourage people to do the longer one? Because it is something that we, we do think people would get a lot more out of. Yes, well, just as an example, I've done the long one four times over the last 10 years. And the last time I did it was around the start of the pandemic and then again now. And so will things have changed because of different circumstances over the last year and a half? Now, what strikes me is my top six strengths would have come up each time as one of the top six in the last four times I've done it, in each of the four times I've done it. In other words, very, very reliable, so I have a lot of confidence in those ones being fairly accurate. So it makes it even more affirming. And just as an aside, I'd mentioned that a few of those that come up again and again and again, usually top three, would be judgment, perspective and creativity, maybe in a different order. Now, the thing that I find helpful about that is even doing this podcast itself or at times writing newspaper articles or other activities that I've done a lot through the last year and a half, it's actually given a lot of confidence doing those things, thinking, well, they do draw on judgment, perspective and creativity doing those things. So it's made it easier to keep on doing. So our strengths are relative to ourself. It doesn't mean that I've got more judgment or perspective than someone else, but it means that in relation to my own strengths, it's worth me using them. But also, if I look at the couple of strengths that might have changed their order, I can have more confidence that that's something real if I've done the longer questionnaire. So it's based on 10 questions for each character strength rather than it might be three or four questions for each character strength. So I can be more confident if I've done the longer questionnaire. If there's a difference that shows up, it might be a meaningful difference. And I could say a little bit about that later on. But the main thing that we're encouraging people to do it again for is if you have any of your top, say, five or six strengths come up again and again, so they've come up at least twice, be really affirmed that that's certainly not a fluke. That's going to mean something. And if you go to those top strengths, including in dealing with the challenges of COVID or other different life challenges happening at this stage, you're probably going with some of the best in you. And that's got to be a helpful guide. Absolutely. And, and that is, I suppose, like you, you speak about the difference between the two being three and 10 questions. That is where I think it is so worth doing the 10 because, you know, as we said before, Dad, I've done the uh, shorter one today. And, and look, I would have done it probably four times myself too. And, and, I, reckon, and I reckon there's one missing from my top five because uh, I reckon the, the last three times I've done it, it's sort of one or two. And, and then this time it is a little bit lower. So I'm looking forward to going back through and doing the longer one. And, and then maybe that'll give a bit better of a sense of exactly where that one sits at the moment because, uh, yeah, I, I didn't mind holding on to that one in a top five. <laughs> And yes, a couple of things. Look, it actually might be four questions or rather than three. I'm not sure the exact number, but it's certainly a lot fewer questions on the briefer questionnaire. But in terms of this, if we believe that a strength ought to show up higher, then there's a fair chance that that's true, especially if there were one or two other people we could check with. It could be a close friend or a family member and we bounced an idea off them, look, I would have thought this might be a little bit higher or maybe that a little bit lower. It can help to get feedback from other people as well. But I want to emphasise these tests are not gospel. Like even the name test might be a bit of a, an overstatement compared to looking at a, a questionnaire that's a helpful guide. In the long run, it's what means the most to us. 
So what we're really encouraging people to do is to fill out the questionnaire again and go with what you relate to that shows up again and again. Particularly go with your top strengths. If you notice something seems to have moved up or down and that seems meaningful to you, then you can factor that in. But particularly what we're emphasising in anticipation of talking about flow next time, go with your top strengths. Go with what's most positive, what's most reliable, with what's most affirmed in you that you relate to. Yeah, I completely agree with that, Dad. And, and I think that, uh, that also speaks to the point of them that, you know, there's no hierarchy between the strengths in terms, you know, there's, it's not as if, if you've got a top strength in a certain area, you're going to be, you know, more virtuous than someone else sort of thing. Uh, the thing about the character strengths is that everyone's going to have their own profile of them. It's not as if, you know, there's, there's some particular strengths that we all wish we could have and everyone was striving for the same profile. It is that we're all different and and so it's just going to be what resonates with us in a certain way and what we feel does relate to, I suppose, our personality and our our profile in in a way that, that, as you say, is affirming because... You know, it's not as if it's it's static and fixed forevermore. It could be the situation where you could do the test in another month's time and, and the circumstances change things ever so slightly. But as you're saying, Dad, I think some of the real value in it is looking at it, recognising what actually does really resonate with us on a level. It's not as if we have to, to look at the test and, and go, hold on, this is, yeah, 1 to 24 gospel and there's not going to be any change in the, in the future, even the near future sort of thing. I think it is just worth going and, and thinking, hold on, well, what are some of the ways that, that relates to me and, and that I feel are my strengths as a person? Very good points, Rowan, and certainly that emphasis on It's how it relates to us, how we perceive it and our strengths in relation to our own profile. And on that subject, I'll mention, I noticed a couple of minor changes in a way that came up in my profile. A lot of it was very consistent. But one thing is leadership went up a little bit within the moderate range of strengths and persistence or industry went down a bit. I was a bit curious about that, but after about 10 or 15 seconds, say for the industry one, what popped into my mind is, yes, maybe I haven't had such an emphasis on completing some tasks or getting through projects in a certain efficient way as I had in the past. I remember we had a podcast episode called Lightening the Load, and one of the themes there was not having so much pressure on ourselves. Don't be too perfectionistic. Don't be too demanding. If we've had to adjust our approach, that's understandable with the challenges of COVID. And I think that might be part of that. Whereas the leadership one that went up, just say in our practice, it was very important to me to look to draw on other people's strengths and skills in different ways. We had certain people step up further with supervisory responsibilities or other things that they did. And I think that strengthened our practice at a challenging time. So I would have had more focus on that. So to me, one of the things I notice about that is not being too bothered about, say, the industry and persistence one going down. I don't think I'm going to just be really slack in future, but it is a reminder that as things get back more to normal, I might choose to step that up a little bit and reprioritise that. And another thing I was a little bit surprised by, at the start of the pandemic, I noticed that for me, gratitude had gone up a fair bit at the start of the pandemic. But the most recent one I did... It had slipped back again. Now, I can speculate about different reasons for that, but the main thing I take from that is as we gradually emerge from this pandemic, one thing I want to consciously do is factor in again more gratitude 
for what we have been able to come through. So maybe a sense of gratitude was less because some things have been pretty challenging. And thinking, hey, at times there was less to be positive about. But it's just a reminder to me, you know, that's very important for our well-being to be grateful for things that are going well. So doing it a further time, that was a subtle reminder to me that I'll try and factor that in more. Well, I think that's a, a great example of how they can be applied. And, and look, if you're out there and you've done the test and you do get some sense of, of resonance with it, feel free to, to send us a message. We've got the email there at podcast at chrismackey.com.au. We'd love to hear your experience about how you've gone with it and whether or not, yeah, you, you think it resonates and maybe some ways that you've been able to apply your strengths. We'd absolutely love to hear from you about that. But Dad, thank you so much for chatting with me about all this today. We'll put all the resources up for today's podcast which you know the character strengths is one that we do rely on a little bit here in the practice it's, it's a great exercise so we do have a fair few resources for it so psychspeels.com.au is where you can catch that and dad now we can say it with some sense of conviction now the uh the next episode we'll be doing is on flow of course developed by mahali chiksetmihai I'll, I'll take the opportunity to say that name again and thanks so much again dad i'll chat to you again soon thanks ron i'll make sure my industry doesn't slip Further before next time, I'll definitely be fully prepared for the flow topic then, but even better when people have done their character strengths again.